The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Back to Tom and Bach on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome back. It is uh, Tom and Bach. Mentioned uh, Mario Cristobal leaving Oregon to join Miami. It was weird how they handled that whole Manny Diaz thing at Miami. He's out recruiting, and yet at the same time, they're interviewing Mario Cristobal, who he knows is going to be the next head coach, unless he's never picked up a phone before. And I'm sure when he was talking to recruits, they said, you know, you're not going to be here as my coach next year. You know that, don't you, coach? (laughs) But thanks for stopping by. Uh, So that was a little weird. And now they're, they're talking about at Oregon, maybe Chip Kelly is the next head coach. Uh, which would be the old head coach. <laughs> it just doesn't make much sense. Or Scott Frost. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of uh, Husker fans lobbying for Scott Frost, maybe. Uh, you mentioned <laughs> <laughs> that there would be a few that would like to see Scott Frost take that gig. Uh, not me, as far as you know. Uh, Kentucky Derby winner Medina Spirit died uh, this morning at Santa Anita on the track. Could be sudden death. Uh, that is very sad. Yeah. That the, This is like a three-year-old horse. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, my, I, did I ever tell you my uncle was a jockey? Uh-uh. Yeah. Um, R.L. Smith won like a thousand races. I mean, you can, you can win once a day, uh, you know, cause you'll ride like six or seven different horses in a given day as a jockey. But, uh, I would go as a kid, my, my memory, my memory was like going to Exarbin in Omaha or Columbus or Fonner Park in Grand Island. Uh, that would be our summer. We would drive around the state and stay in these crappy hotels or motels and watch my uncle ride horses. Um, and it's not a fun life for a kid. I mean, it, it's fun for a summer, <laughs> uh, but I can't imagine what my cousin went through having to live that life. And it's jockey. Being a jockey's not easy, especially once you get into your 40s, because you're always trying to lose weight. Yeah. Uh, you're always trying to make weight. So he was always like, in the sweat box before a race, trying to get down to 120 pounds or something like that. It's crazy uh, the life that those jockeys have to lead. But how much does the jockey matter as far as like helping the horse win? Do you know? Uh, riding skills are important. Well, right. Yeah. Um, but I mean, if you have a great horse, you're going to win. Yeah, I was just saying, like as opposed to another jockey. You yeah. Know, not, not compared to. Me. I mean, a great <laughs> jockey can obviously make a big difference. Yeah. Um. But if you have the best horse, you're going to be tough. That's to the beat. biggest deal. Yeah, yeah, that's that's by far uh, the biggest deal. 
Um, would the race would the horses not run in the uh, in the line if the jockey wasn't there? That's the idea. It's not like greyhounds where you yeah, need you greyhounds need that, that rabbit it. the the rabbit. Yeah, I like that one. Uh, the horses don't have, you can put a carrot out in front. <laughs> I don't think I don't think that's the case with horses. I think you can just use that uh, the whip thing and they'll, yeah, they'll run. That helps them. Uh, they'll go forward. Uh, you're because you're not riding the greyhounds. Yes, I doubt that the horses. If you just lined them up in the gate. And, you know, had that bell that they would be frightened enough to run that far, like six yeah. furlongs. They at least as, at, at their, like, top speed. Yeah, dogs, will run, <laughs> dogs will run at any point. They probably don't even need the rabbit thing. Just, yeah. They would just, you know, they'd just run. Uh, but horses are probably a little more stubborn than that. You see, I think it was the uh, the halftime show uh, for Nebraska's basketball game this past week where one of the dogs, they did the frisbee thing, uh, and the, one of the dogs peed on the court. <laughs> <laughs> see, that that's what you want to see. Yeah. I mean, the frisbee's nice, but that's kind of overdone. We've already seen that. I mean, uh, they are, and they always bring out the, the crappy dog, not the crappy dog, uh, but they bring out the slower, less athletic dog. <laughs> What do uh, they bring him for? And, and then it'll be a nice, smooth motion. Oh, yeah. And then he jumps and catches it. And then you get a little more athletic. And then you get the, the dog that everybody wants to see. Oh, yeah. He's flying around the gym and then peeing on the floor. <laughs> yeah, so it's good to know everybody has their troubles getting uh, halftime. That's right. <laughs> Indiana uh, does, too. Uh, we forgot to train uh, Rover over there. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Got to get him to stop peeing on the floor uh, at the back. <laughs> Thanks for the game. check, though. <laughs> Thank you. Appreciate it. Um, Alabama, as we know, is going to face Cincinnati in the uh, Goodyear Cotton Bowl Classic on New Year's Eve. Michigan will face Georgia. Alabama, the number one seed. Of course, Cincinnati, the four seed. Michigan, the two seed versus uh, Georgia, having getting beat you know, 41 to 24, still remains in the college football playoff. In fact, they're the third seed. Um the, the winners of both games will play on January 10th in the national championship game in Indianapolis. Alabama's already been installed as a 13.5-point favorite over Cincinnati. Georgia is a 7.5-point favorite over Michigan. Surprised by either of uh, either of those point spreads? Not necessarily. I mean, that, that, that makes sense. Um, and, and these games typically do seemingly get out of hand. These, the, yeah. the, you know, the play and get into the championship. Yeah. So uh, hopefully we get some good ones. The Michigan-Georgian one does surprise me a little bit. Michigan has all that momentum. Georgia doesn't look overwhelming. But yeah. I guess, I mean, that that's against Bryce Young, you know. Yeah. And, and Michigan doesn't quite have that. They've got two really good running backs, and uh, McNamara is fine. But, you know, I, I guess between McNamara and Stetson Bennett, <laughs> I don't know who the better quarterback is. I, I'd take McNamara. Yeah, uh, but it's it's close. Yeah, not by a long Neither shot. Neither one is great. J.J. Uh, McCarthy plays a little bit uh, for Michigan as well. He comes in and runs uh, the option. I think Michigan's going to win that game for some reason. I, I think I think Michigan's pretty good. Um, and I, I like the creativity in the run game. I think their defense isn't Georgia good, uh, but I think it's really good. And I think it's good enough to slow down Stetson Bennett. Yeah. Do you th- would you be... Would it really ruin your day if Georgia and Alabama are playing for the yes, national title? It would ruin my day. <laughs> would you? You'd watch it. I would. You do realize, it. like watching that game, it does. It always reminds you when you see like those type of athleticism, those type yeah. of athletic teams face yeah. each other. You just go, "Wow, they're almost playing a different game than Iowa is, aren't they?" <laughs> yeah, they are. And Iowa, as we learned over the weekend, is still a fraud. Yeah, uh, forty-two to three. Uh, although it was. It was a lot closer than that going into, like, the fourth quarter. It was much closer than that. Uh, and then uh, Michigan just opened it up. Even, you know, trick plays late. 
which still drives me crazy about Nebraska. Why haven't they won, run one trick play the, that I can remember the entire season? But, and it was a simple trick play that Michigan executed. Just a, a throwback to a running back who throws it to a wide receiver for an easy touchdown. Heck, Michigan State has done four or five flea flickers this year. The same trick play over and over, and it right. works. Nebraska hasn't tried to execute one. No, the flea flicker is just not a uh, not a possibility yeah. here. In Anything, Lincoln for some I mean, as much you know stuff, gadget stuff as you have in your playbook, it would be easy to sell. I, I would think for Nebraska, um, but uh, they do have the four, the fourteen playoff is set. Uh, it's going to be Alabama versus Georgia, and yes, you're right. I'm going to be miserable on January 10th watching the national championship game with the same two actors. I don't know. Alabama and Georgia was a lot of fun to watch the first round. I'd like to see it again. And it wasn't even like that close. It was just within Georgia's range to keep it interesting. But yeah, I, I but I want to see, I want to see different actors within it. I've said this. I don't know if Stet, I think Stetson Bennett can, they almost, I, I think they should almost run a two quarterback uh, system because JT Daniels uh, is the better passer. Stetson gives them a little bit more mobility, um, but I'd like to see Daniels get a shot. We kind of saw the Stetson Bennett attempt. Uh, and I'd like to see more George Pickens out there once he gets healthy. Uh, between that, you know, Zamir White, they, 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 you know, Cook and, yeah. uh, and Brock Bowers, they got some weapons uh, if they're able to. I, I think they can pass it around the yard a little bit better uh, with Daniels in there and, and challenge Alabama's defense a little bit more. And I am quite interested, too, in something that you said, which is Alabama had a lot more to play for in that game. Now, yeah. the SEC championship is a big enough thing to play for, but Georgia was told from the beginning, you're shooing to the playoffs. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's tough to get up for that. Yeah. Uh, and to beat a team like Alabama, who has that that quarterback. I mean, they had a hot quarterback. It's all, it's like a hot goalie in in hockey. You get a hot goalie, you're a tough team to beat. You are a tough out. Yeah. We saw that with Adrian Martinez, even though they didn't finish those games. They were in some of those games just because Adrian was on fire. Now, he's not Bryce Young. I'm not comparing Adrian to Bryce Young, but he's pretty good, and he's pretty athletic, and sometimes can will you and carry you into games uh, and Alabama, by the way, still is very talented. Yeah. And then they're told that they're garbage compared to Georgia. That's that's a big advantage, especially psychologically when you consider that Georgia knows, yeah, we're in. We can pretty much get beat forty-one to twenty-four, and we're still in. Yeah, and they got beat forty-one to twenty-four, and they're still in. Uh, yeah. that that psychological advantage is a huge deal, especially when you give that ammunition to a guy like Nick Saban, who really knows how to use it. Uh, I'm wondering, though, uh, what would move the needle more? Alabama versus Georgia. Alabama versus Michigan. Cincinnati versus Michigan. Cincinnati versus Georgia. I think uh, Alabama versus Georgia is very interesting. Um, A lot of people wouldn't like it outside of the South. They They would hate it. Yeah, a lot of people will be upset. Alabama-Michigan would be the best draw. But I'll tell you, that's what you're going to expand the playoffs as much as you want. You're going to get the best teams or those type of teams year in and year out. Um, but, yeah, Alabama-Michigan would be incredible um, just from a his- historical perspective. Mich- Michigan, obviously, um, is the all-time winningest program. Alabama has the most titles. Uh, Alabama's been dominant lately, of course, over the last you know 20 years, whatever it is. Michigan has not, so it's kind of their... Uh, their up and coming shot, and I'm I really I don't know how, you know, people sometimes cheer or don't cheer for their own conference, and then have their own little rules if it's Michigan because people don't like Michigan. I'm cheering hard for Michigan to bring home uh, a title from the Big Ten. I just I don't know if it's necessarily there when I when you step back and look. Yes, they're having a wonderful season, but I don't you know especially offensively they. 
Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Just don't have some of the weapons that I think yeah. uh, to match up with in Alabama. But we'll see. I mean, it, it, it should be interesting. Well, they can run the football. I'm interested to see if they can run the football against Georgia. Uh, that's, a, that's a different deal. Because Alabama didn't try to run the football against Georgia. That's a lost cause, at least in their minds, that was. We'll take advantage of a couple of great wide receivers at Jamison Williams and John Amici, uh, John Amici, and uh, we'll beat you that way. We'll spread you out. There were many times where Bryce Young was the only one in the backfield. I mean, it was five yeah. wides, and, and he's got, he can sling it, and he makes great decisions. As Steve said, I didn't see him make one bad decision that entire game. What do you think about this rumor from Wet Blanket? Joe Brady out at Carolina. Worked with Missy, Mickey Joseph at LSU. Start the rumor mill now. <laughs> the problem with Joe Brady is that he's probably a little bit um, maybe out of reach for Nebraska's yeah. offensive coordinator job. I think he's going to get a better job than that. Way especially. better job. Yeah, I mean, just even if he's coming back to college, seems seems like maybe a head coaching job in college or at least a high-profile offensive coordinator job at <laughs> at the college yeah. ranks. I, I do think he should come back to college, though, because the NFL stint didn't work out. Yeah, I, I'd love to see I, – I hope that Sip is right, that we're going to look at some of these names and that will get us through the offseason. I did say before Fred Hoiberg was a little bit out of Nebraska's reach before, too, and they got him. So, well, yeah, the Lincoln, But his grandpa is from Lincoln. Yeah. He, I mean, he has the, he's the mayor. Uh, not the mayor of Lincoln, the mayor of Ames, but he did have a Lincoln connection. Yeah. In fact, uh, his dad, his great, what was it, great-grandfather was the coach yep. uh, at one time uh, at Nebraska. So, you know, he had that connection. and. I think Nebraska just sold him. Um, he, I don't think Fred is on the hot seat by any means. Um, but he's got to find a point guard, right? Fred has to find a point guard at some point. I, I like, I like uh, what they have at times at their point, you know, situation. But at times, it's just terrible. I mean, Alonzo Verge is a good player. I don't know that you can just teach a guy to be a point guard if he's never been a point guard. I don't know. There's some games where it's working and some games where it's not, I'll admit. But especially that Indiana game, everybody's standing around. If he's the only one that can create, then let him go at it. And I know that you get sometimes frustrated with his shot selection, but... It, you know, between him and Webster, that's why I'm interested if they will. You know, and of course they did. They switched up the rotation. They put Tominaga got his first start. Uh, of course, in for Alonzo Edwards, who didn't play. Um, and now they're now. You know, you wonder if that's is that the starting lineup? Is that the lineup they want? Because Lotman doesn't really play starters minutes anymore. C.J. Wilcher kind of gets more minutes. So you know, the starting thing matters less than who's finishing. And I get all that, but I'm just saying, as far as your best five. I wonder if maybe a Cody Webster and Verge combination in the backcourt. We've thought about it before, but especially watching that last game, it's kind of like those are the only guys that are that can create for you. And if they don't get you know anybody else going, they can at least you're always pretty good with a mid-range shot from one of them because they can um, shake their way free. And a lot of teams have that guy where you just throw it into him, uh, the big man who can you can hit guys you know based on the collapsing that is done. Nebraska yeah. doesn't have that guy. Uh, Derek Walker's a good player. Uh, but he's not necessarily a guy that you just throw it into to try to get a bucket. 
and you have to double team him. Otherwise, somebody is going to be, you know, otherwise he's just going to score. Yeah, that's the problem. And, and there's kind of a theory. Of course, he's one of the NCAA leaders in field goal percentage. A lot of the time, it's Derek Walker's not alone and oh. that those guys usually are rebounder dunker types. Um, but, you know, there's kind of the idea of give it to him. He's the guy, oh. you know, he's leading his field goal percentage. Oh. But he's not like he doesn't create those on his own. He's not a great you know, back to the be- uh, bucket type of guy, especially in the Big Ten, where you're going to be facing uh, most centers are, are probably yeah. taller than him. You know, um, so you know, I don't think that's really the answer either. But uh, he is—he is a guy that at least brings the tenacity and grit that you that everybody thinks that you're missing outside of uh, of, of course Trey McGowan's who got hurt, mm. and so you don't really have that in in the front or in the back court now. But in the front court, I think Walker brings that to you every game. He's he's a tough-minded player. Uh, but yeah, I think they really need somebody like Akita, uh, Blaze Kita, who's coming uh, next year from the JUCO ranks, a six ten guy. Uh, Nebraska has gone very small in some of these games. There are times where you see C.J. Wilcher out there along with Kobe Webster, and then there's Tom Anaga, and then they they'll throw in a Lat Mayon or a Derek Walker, a uh, couple, or you know, usually it's Bryce McGowan's as well. But he's he's six seven, sure, uh, but he's he's got some some growing to do within the framework of his body. It feels like Nebraska tries to take advantage of teams, not by using Eduardo Andre and Lat May on a Derek Walker so much as they're going Kobe Webster and Alonzo Verge and uh, then Tamanaga as well. Uh, they, they would rather go small from what I've seen than go big. Yeah. Um, because those are the offensive skilled players that Fred Hoiberg needs to space the floor. Uh, but within that, you're one of the worst rebounding teams in the entire world. And your spacing isn't working because you're not hitting any threes. Uh, so you just kind of get – and that's that's what's frustrating about this tenure for Hoiberg so far is that it's, it was all based on this open, uh, you know, everybody can shoot uh, type of thing. And we've seen them. These guys can shoot. Uh, they just can't shoot on game days, or most of them can, or they can't get together and, you know, have a couple guys hop for the game. There's usually one guy leading in that category – it's bad. I mean, the shooting is bad, and you're you're you know you're getting the conference play um, under thirty percent. I just didn't think I'd see that from this collection yeah. of shooters. So, do you stick with it? And I know Hoiberg. You know, he talked about it in his press conference today is really trying to get them to be able just to shoot yeah. better because it's befuddling yeah. him as well. But at, at some point, you know, just maybe you get to the point of saying. Let's, you know, the five out system, it's our, it's our thing. It's what we're recruiting to. It's what we want to run here, but maybe it's not for this personnel. Yeah, but it should be. I mean, cause it looks this, like it should be this per, I mean, CJ Wilcher, uh, up until a few games ago was hitting 42% from the field. Kobe, uh, you know, at Western Illinois was a legendary score. I mean, that's what he did. He's not necessarily a shooter, but he is a score. Uh, and then Alonzo Verge can definitely score around the rim. I wonder about his shooting. They've been way better from two-point range from most of this year uh, than they have been for uh, from three-point range. But Keisei Tamanaga, I mean, he's the Japanese Steph Curry. That's got to happen at some point, you would think. Um, but when you you start missing them, it's like the golf swing. It just It's like you get in the slump, and then you start talking about your slump, or you get advice about it, and sometimes – you're, to your point about you know too many cooks in the kitchen, sometimes you get advice from everybody and you don't need it. You just need confidence. 
five. Yeah. They just need to see it go through the hoop because I, I think they do have good shooters. I would just feel better if like they're twenty eight percent, whatever three points. Yeah. I think it's around there. Uh, whatever it is was like up and down, right? Like one night they're yeah. shooting forty percent, then they just can't hit anything, and it's fourteen yeah. percent. But they're like steadily like twenty five percent. Like they just yeah. cannot hit them yeah. on any given night. No, it's been terrible. Uh, and uh, at some point, if this continues, you have to say this is not a good shooting team. Yeah. I don't care what the stats say in practice uh, if it continues. And now, maybe it won't. Maybe I, I, Again, I could see tomorrow. This is a weird team. This is a weird uh, athletics program right now. Lord, Nebraska is almost inexplicable. They'll probably win a few games still uh, this year, probably several games that you don't yeah. expect them to, and then they'll lose a few that they shouldn't uh, lose as well. All right, how are you feeling about 500 in Big Ten play? I would take that, uh, but it's not happening. It's, yeah, they, it does. It looks like a uh, three or four games under five hundred. Is that ex- that's maybe wishful thinking? This is a tough league. It is, uh, and they start you out on the road at Indiana, and then home against Michigan. I mean, <laughs> right. it's it's not like they gave uh, Nebraska a really winnable game to start this. But that's what Nebraska basketball is from time. But to, to be time. fair, other than Purdue, who's number one, nobody else in the Big Ten has looked overwhelming. They're all yeah. like the other ranked teams. There's only like three yeah. of them in the Big Ten. They're all in the back end of the top twenty-five. So. Yeah. You know, it shouldn't be too overwhelming. I know it's, you know, it's going to be tough, and there's a lot of teams grinding in there, but I think Nebraska will get a few upset victories this year. I just don't know if they can consistently put it together, and you, you just, I think you'd maybe have hoped to see a little bit more by now, but who knows? I mean, with that collection of talent, maybe eventually it starts clicking. Maybe eventually they start hitting some of those threes, and, and they can get this turned around. I guess if you're looking for one thing that's a little encouraging uh, for me, is they played some defense against Indiana. Yeah. Uh, and they, they zoned it. They manned a man. They, they played with effort, uh, like better effort than I have seen for a while from a Hoiberg coach team uh, because the ball's not going through the, the hoop. The only way you're going to win uh, is with extra, extra effort on the defensive end. And hopefully that's something that can stick around. Uh, we've only got about a minute before we get to break, but uh, let's take a quick call before we do. Uh, Jason on the Honda of Lincoln Hotline. Hi, Jason. Hey, guys. Real good show. Uh, Webster's been too tentative, and uh, I would, if I was Hoiberg, I would say, Casey, shoot, 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 shoot. I tell the team, hey, get that guy the ball. We want him to shoot out of the slump. He doesn't even get enough minutes to get into that groove that Casey is capable of. So I'm, for the first time this year, I am getting frustrated with Hoiberg because he needs to direct the team on those things. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Jason. Appreciate it. Good stuff. Uh, wingman time. It's movie Monday. Uh, I thought we were going to give up on my R acting, uh, yeah. but I, th- I think we're getting better, Buck. I think we are gradually increasing our, our acting skills, our acting ability. Who knows? This, uh, this uh, episode, this uh, segment might be nominated for some sort of radio award uh, by the time <laughs> we're done in uh, 10 years. Uh, but anyway, it's Monday Movie Mania. Four six four five six eight five. We'll act out a scene from a famous movie, and you guess what the name of the movie is, and you get fifteen dollars to Buffalo Wings and Rings. We'll do it coming up next. Download our app by searching ninety three point seven a ticket in your app store to stay in touch and listen all day long wherever you are. This is Tom and Bob. 
Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.